imagine, if you would, an enemy so dark and so secret that it has the ability to split families apart all across our beautiful nation and our precious world. Imagine an enemy so misunderstood that it has pitted the greatest hearts and the greatest minds against one another. This enemy has the ability to censor, delete, ban, and shadow ban anybody that they wish, all on a false pretense that whoever they censor are people who are violent across the entire nation over the past six months. Thousands of innocent, peaceful, heart-loving beings have been silenced. The enemy is so afraid. They are so afraid of truth. They will do anything in their power to try to hide their crimes against humanity. These crimes against humanity are so heinous, you would cry if you really knew the extent of what these evil people have done to stay in power. And now that we have exposed their crimes for all the world to see, we have exposed their crimes through the tools of social media, and we have spread these truths across all continents. These evil people are terrified that they are losing their power. And they have teamed up with big tech to take down as many voices as they can. Unfortunately for these criminals, they have no idea about the repercussions of universal karma, divine justice, and the universal law of free will. Any negative actions that they take upon innocent people will eventually come back to them in cosmic ways that we don't need to think about because in time, karma and the universal laws will take care of any injustices to the people of light and love Welcome to the fourth podcast of the Art House 5D podcast. It has been a very long time since my last discussion because so much has happened in terms of censorship to my work and to millions of other people around the world. And it was such a hot political time during the past six months that I decided that I would not make any more podcasts because I couldn't afford the censorship that was rampantly spreading like wildfire across every social media platform. Since that time, my Instagram was censored, but, but fortunately, it returned but it's never been the same. It's been shadow banned for over two years. My Twitter was taken down. 
My parlor was taken down with thousands of others. My Patreon was terminated with no warning. And my Squarespace website, host to the greatawakeningmap.co, one of the greatest websites that were able to exist as free speech, but unfortunately, that was wiped out. Everything was deleted. And there is no way to access anything from Squarespace. They are complicit in the destruction of the lives of innocent people who are peace-loving, law-abiding citizens. One day they will be very, very ashamed of what they've done to fellow artists, designers, free thinkers, and peaceful beings like you and I. Because I know everybody who listens to my podcast are awakened beings who are here to help raise the collective consciousness of Mother Earth and all her beings. We would never, ever condone violence. In fact, we promote world peace through inner peace, which leads to cosmic peace. It's very simple. And there are very evil people in this world who don't want that. And there's many reasons for that. But the number one reason, going back to Dharma, is ignorance. Ignorance is the greatest evil of all time because it's based on wrong views. And in Buddhism, wrong views is one of the greatest, greatest harmful karmic sins. Because think about it. Wrong views leads to killing. And killing is the most negative action a being, soul, light being, whatever you want to call yourself, consciousness. This act is very, very negative because it goes against the free will of another being. So, what we need to do is return back to the basics of how this all started in the first place. Consciousness is a non-dual entity and it has primordially been a pure awareness of the present moment, neither grasping nor pushing away at thoughts, objects, and emotions, the whole spectrum of sensory perception. Consciousness abides free and pure as the Buddha mind, stainless, wide open space. When this consciousness begins grasping at thoughts and pushing away at other thoughts, fear naturally begins to arise. And this fear creates more angst, more tension within the consciousness. This fear begins to judge objects, begins to judge thoughts, begins to judge other people, people whom it doesn't even know. This consciousness begins judging and labeling objects, good, bad, want, not want, and the list goes on and on for eternal time. And we have all been guilty of this for eons of lives, lives when we haven't even been in a human form. 
imagined being, some elemental object such as wind, fire, earth, and having the consciousness of being able to judge whether things were painful or whether time was taking too long or whether the temperature was not right. There's many ways a consciousness such as an elemental form can experience the grasping or the aversion to the sensory cognition of reality. You can imagine how beings go astray. All types of beings, from animals to humans to gods to Buddhas. When the mind is untrained, the mind becomes rampant in all directions of thinking. The people who are in power are in power because they don't want to lose this power. This illusory construct of power dealing with ego and ownership and them and me and I. These people don't want to lose something that they never had in the first place, an illusion an illusion of rank, an illusion of superiority, an illusion of being able to control anything at any time as if they were gods. You can imagine how many politicians are living in fear because they don't want to lose everything that they've gained. And a lot of these global elites with negative agendas they're the ones that have been censoring so many innocent people who have been exposing their crimes to humanity. Unfortunately, I can't even speak to my family about this because they actually believe what's on the media. And now they're afraid to even speak about it because the media has instilled so much fear into their hearts. This is not normal. What's normal is love and peace for all beings as we are one consciousness and one heart. But the more you watch television and the more you listen to what's on the radio, the more you have fear that you will die from other people killing you because of this and that and this idea and this ideology and this political belief. So twisted is our media that they are explicit in the crime of making other beings hate each other. This is where we've gotten to in 2020. And this is where it's taken us into 2021. And I feel as a cosmic society that we are, we can do much better than this. The ETs are waiting for us to wake up. They won't come down here because we are so violent. But this violent is not natural. It's been instilled into the hearts of millions of people through television alone. Can you just please understand this? My favorite meme that I post on my Instagram is a picture of a family throwing a television off the balcony. Step one, how to awaken 101. This is not a joke, this is truth. I haven't owned a television in over a decade. 
if I'm walking through a mall or the airport and CNN is on, I can hear the high pitch frequency that it gives off. And this frequency lulls you, locks your head into position so you are facing the television screen so you can download the mind programming frequencies that it gives off. This is how dangerous television is. They use frequency war to lock your mind into place so that you can absorb it like a sponge and then go around hating other people. That's not natural living. That's crazy. I am not the only one who's sensitive to the high-pitched frequencies of television. There's millions of starseed lightworkers and indigos out there who know this. Unfortunately, many people, even in my family, still watch television because it's been instilled into their DNA for so long. The frequency that it gives off. They need it. They need it for sustenance, for information. And anything that goes against what the television says, they are instantly, they are instantly averted to it as if it was like a natural reaction. Not just my family, but you can just look around and see the world for what it is. And you'll know who and who does not pay attention to mainstream mind programming. So turning back our hearts and minds to the precious Dharma that teaches us that we are all Buddhas by nature. And Buddhas by nature doesn't mean that you're a gold statue. It means that your heart is naturally pure at birth, stainless, flawless, sinless. The Buddha nature is innate. It's primordial. And you have all been Buddhas in many, many, many times, many lifetimes, many eons, in lives that you won't even imagine you could have. Returning to this Buddha nature requires compassion and wisdom. And to get there, you need a lot of meditation practice, but not a lot as if it was a burden, a workout, but a pleasure to return back to this non-dual state of mind, which is known as the Buddha mind. It's not a religious thing. It's a primordial, innate birthright. It's been around two to three years since I've been a Dzogchen yogi, dedicating my life to the precious teachings of the non-dual awareness practice of Dzogchen. I speak about Dzogchen on my Instagram, 5D Awakening Consciousness. And it's not something that a lot of people will understand at first. Similar to Zen and the Tao, it has its own practice that separates itself from Tao and Zen. And similar to Vipassana and Shamatha, it comes off the same path as these techniques and realizations. But to teach it to an audience of over 200,000 followers, it takes a lot of courage because sometimes when you introduce 
an idea so radical. Sometimes it may be met with resistance. And to speak about ways of attaining the Buddha mind to an audience of so many types of spiritually awakening people from different paths and different levels of awareness, it's a tricky place to walk because if you teach the wrong way, the people will understand it the wrong way. And to, to muddy or taint the teachings of Dzogchen is something that every Dzogchen practitioner tries to avoid. But in these times, I feel that I've been led to share my knowledge of this amazing heart drop teaching of the Buddhas. And although I'm just a simple messenger and a simple yogi living in meditation retreat, somehow the universe has connected me to millions of people through my social media accounts. And as the Great Awakening map continues to gain popularity around the world in every country, more and more people are learning the truth of meditation and consciousness and dharma and the rainbow body and so many amazing, amazing things that can be done with the mind, heart, and body. The Great Awakening Map is just one tiny meme with as many red pills as you can possibly fit onto one page. But this Great Awakening Map has caused so much commotion on the interwebs. It's been censored and hated and loved and respected. The entire spectrum of emotions it has brought this world to. And unfortunately for those who are living in ignorance, they attempt to censor it on Instagram and Twitter and Squarespace and Patreon, and whatever else exists in Silicon Valley, the big tech companies who truly don't really understand what the Great Awakening map is. And that is not my job as an artist to make sure that people understand it a certain way. The greatest journeys in hyperspace taught me that the greatest art had to be something that existed in such contrast to what's available in the world now in order for it to be successful. And the shrooms would always say to me, you need to put a sculpture in the middle of the city or in the middle of the wilderness, a sculpture that was completely different in contrast to its surroundings. So if you see some of my landscapes of the hyperspace, you'll see these ge geometric objects sitting in very drastic landscapes such as Death Valley or Wilshire Boulevard, Los Angeles, for example. These artworks were inspired from the hyperdimensional realms of consciousness. And the shrooms have a way of trying to get information out that is hyperdimensional. The Great Awakening map acts as one of the sculptures existing in 
in wilderness, in the natural wilderness of the internet. The Great Awakening map is a meme that pulls you in because of the information that is contained within it. Yet the information is neutral. Yet people try to censor it based on the fact that it's polarizing. It's polarizing the way you think. And if that's the case, then all art should be censored. But maybe that's where politics is trying to bring this world. Unfortunately, it won't work because the people are awake and evil cannot exist in the 5D energies of the ascension of Mother Earth. Our entire solar system is heating up energetically on all planets, including Pluto, who doesn't even receive sunlight. So how could it be warming up if it doesn't even receive sunlight? It's because internally all of these spinning objects are getting more energetically awakened. The consciousness of every object in our solar system is expanding, including every being on Mother Earth. Our consciousness is expanding because Mother Earth's consciousness is expanding. And because our sun is shifting into a higher state of consciousness. This happens every 25,900 years. It's known as the precession of the equinox. And it's written into the geometry of the Giza pyramids, as well as many other structures across our planet. This is the true awakening of humanity, not just the Great Awakening or the Great Awakening map or what it says on the Great Awakening map. This is just one tiny portion of the truth of the expansion of consciousness across our galaxy and especially in our solar system. At this time, we have to come together as one loving mind and heart and body and say no to evil, say no to corruption, say no to the censorship of innocent minds who are trying to help other people find inner peace, which leads to world peace, which leads to cosmic peace, which leads to ET civilizations coming down to give us free energy to heal and rescue our planet. Overnight, we can clean every ocean we can feed every mouth and we can bring peace to every living being. If you can envision it, it can come true. That's all I wish for. And for all the social media corrupt companies who say that my work brings violence, they are the ones that are afraid of this awakening of consciousness because they cannot continue their corrupt ways of doing business. It's so simple and it's so sad and it's such a truth of samsara. Samsara is a world of suffering in which we all are born into through choice or through karma. Past lives, current lives, there are so many reasons why you were incarnated in this lifetime. Most of us are here to help humanity awaken and to save all beings from fear and ignorance. But sometimes we get caught up in the matrix and we begin to believe that it's real. And when you be 
begin to believe that it's real, you begin to have attachment. And attachment is the path to all karmic suffering. The truth of all truths is that your mind alone has brought you everything that you see in your life right now. Everything that you fear, everything that brings you pain, is because of things that you have done in past lives. But don't feel bad because we are all here from past lives. But we are also here from lives where we have awakened to full enlightenment. And we've chosen to return back to help all other beings realize the truth of all truths. So I ask every single one of you who has been with me on this journey to continue living in faith that we are now seeing the light. We have to all consciously make an effort each and every moment of our lives. This has to be a waking meditation where we are continuously mindful of the fact that holding peace within our consciousness will eventually make that peace show up externally in the world around us. We have to know that we are controlling the direct future destiny for our civilization just from the thoughts that we hold in our mind each moment. Therefore, each moment we must always be putting out positive thoughts into the world because these thoughts continuously increase the vibration of not only ourselves, but of all space surrounding us. There is no space in this universe that is not affected by our thought alone. Everything is affected by our thoughts. And there is no point in space and time that is directly not linked to every mind on Earth and every mind throughout the cosmos. Telepathy is non-local. Thoughts are instantaneous. It's the space which travels around thought. There are millions of awakened beings who are here on the mission. And the mission is to bring this earth into a new consciousness, a higher consciousness of peace and love and healing. But in order for us to get there quickly, every moment we must be envisioning that this earth is headed into a world of peace into a world of oneness where we are not separated by ignorance. We are not separated by fear. And we are not separated by hate and violence and indifference. It's so simple. Change yourself and you change the world instantly. This has been spoken of in all spiritual traditions. Every spiritual master has some way of saying this. So why don't we 
practice this each and every moment because there is no other reason for incarnating into a human body to remember this at this time. All these years that have gone by in your life, what have you been doing? Have you even realized this simple truth of why you're here? Sometimes we get so caught up paying bills and chasing this and chasing money and chasing that. And then we wake up in pain because we haven't found the truth to life. And then death comes at a moment's notice. And then we wish that we had taken more time to prepare for the ultimate journey past death and into the higher realms of consciousness. The realms of light and love and oneness. But these realms are accessed by a pure mind, a mind that has learned that fear is an illusion. And if you look at fear straight on, it will simply vanish like mist. But most people try to grab onto this fear, and that fear becomes a chain, a chain that pulls down their consciousness and their vibration, and it makes them suffer, suffering in angst, and confusion and this goes on and on like I always say for eons so take this precious opportunity as a human who can hear who can see and who can feel the teachings of the Dharma the Dharma means the truth of reality and the truth of reality that I'm teaching you right now is the truth of the mind the mind is controlling everything that you'll ever see and everything that you will ever feel and encounter if you can change your mind you can change how everything that you see will make your life better or worse there is nothing else in this world or this universe that can control how you feel except you yourself. The greatest secret of all secrets is the eternal mirror at the end of time and space. And when you encounter this mirror, it's going to be utterly beautiful or utterly terrifying. This mirror is encountered by psychonauts on the deepest psychedelic journeys beyond the limits of thought, beyond the limits of thinking, beyond the limits of the concept of mind. It is ineffable, and yet I always encounter it in hyperspace. It is so terrifyingly beautiful. I try so many ways to bring back just a glimpse of this mirror through my artwork, through my writings. And time after time, it's impossible. I fail, but I try. The mirror is so unfathomable, unspeakable. It is so sacred and holy when you, when you glimpse the secret that it contains.
And that secret that it contains is so silent. It's so silent that to see it, it told me that I'd have to make an art exhibit in the middle of the most busiest intersection in Bangkok. I would have to set up a tiny little curtained black booth. And inside these curtains would be pitch darkness, but there would be a mirror in this room. And everybody in Thailand would be trying to fight through traffic to get to this art exhibit, to peer inside of this dark curtained room. And inside of this room, they would find a mirror where they would have to engage the greatest truth of all. And that truth is the reflection of themselves. What they see when they look into that mirror determines everything in the universe for them. This mirror is something that I've encountered many times. And this art exhibit is this bizarre idea that the mirror in hyperspace told me about. And no matter how many times I attempt to make art about this, it's impossible. It also told me that I should glue tiny little circular mirrors around the city, like street art. And whoever looked into these mirrors would see the truth of the universe in that instant. And whether they saw fear, hate, love, or beauty, would determine everything in that instant for the universe because every instant is forever. Every moment is eternal. I don't know why hyperspace brings these ideas to the 3D realm through the human mind, but they're there. They're waiting for artists, artists like me, artists like you, these ideas, these hyperdimensional ideas don't make sense. But that's the whole reason behind them existing. It doesn't need to be about sense. It's about beingness. These concepts are codes, are keys to unlocking consciousness. It's returning to the God nature of humanity in ways that Language and art and the visual world cannot even, cannot even display. So as our entire civilization begins shifting into a higher way of being, we all have a responsibility to help others realize what's going on in this world. When I used to live in California, over the past decade, I started to see the rise in consciousness through, through products sold in the supermarkets. Food became a little bit more beautiful. Packaging, the graphic design became a little bit more beautiful. 
organic foods started to become more popular. Non-GMO started to come out. Restaurants and cafes started to have better graphic design showcasing vegan, vegetarian, non-GMO organic choices. Locally farm-raised. The list goes on. But what you see in this type of in this type of product packaging and marketing you start to see a new fresh visual look for higher consciousness a more trustworthy type of graphic design the typography is a little bit more beautiful a little bit more a little bit less corporate a little bit less rushed a little bit less hurried the typography becomes more timeless, more heartfelt. You would never say these things in art school, but I'm telling you now because consciousness is about enjoying the time of life instead of rushing through it. So if you walk into... I lived in California, so we had supermarkets like Albertsons and Ralph's and these typical mainstream supermarkets would have product packaging for people who were in a rush who didn't want to read who didn't want to cook who didn't want to this and that this product packaging was very easy to read as if you were hurrying through life and you didn't have time to choose what you wanted to eat so you just needed to grab the easiest thing to read on the shelf but as consciousness expands and people take more time enjoying their life you'll start to see food packaging become more beautiful takes more time to design it it takes more time to enjoy your meal because it's so healthy and it's clean and you have all the time in the day to enjoy these these pleasures of life higher consciousness can show up in so many ways when you look for it it can even show up in music depending on the type of music choice that you listen to considering from the 80s to the 90s you will see a shift in what people sing about and what type of musical notes are used to portray a type of emotion. Higher consciousness is about so many things, enjoying life a little bit more, understanding that you will always be okay, you will always find health and peace. There's no need to fear and rush through life thinking that you don't have enough time. Because as we become a higher consciousness civilization, people become healthier, people become more in tuned to the illusion that fear is what's been driving all of the problems in our lives. So if we raise our consciousness and we start to see through the illusion of fear, we get to see the truth of our thoughts. Our thoughts have been creating fear. Oh, these thoughts, they're in, influenced by 
the food that we eat, the water we drink, the air we breathe. That's why it's so important to bring truth of chemtrails and fluoride and GMO foods. All of these frequency wars on our mind take a toll on us spiritually because we cannot awaken enough to realize that we've been poisoned for generations and generations. And some of us are so poisoned that we can't even raise our consciousness high enough to escape the matrix. And escaping the matrix is the buzzword that so many people have discovered. And in other countries who haven't even seen the movie The Matrix, I don't even know how to explain it to them. But it's an awakening. And the awakened Buddha never called himself the Buddha. He always called himself the awakened one. And what awaken means, it means that you are just in the know of something that others are not in the know about. And when you are in the know, you have a responsibility to teach this knowledge to help other beings see in a way that will rescue them from fear of their life. Because fear is what creates all suffering all the way to death. And what I'm saying is that if you don't have any fear at death, you don't truly die. You go on to higher realms, also known as hyperdimensional realms or pure lands. I didn't know this word a few years ago. I didn't know this word last year. Pure land is a higher, a higher, you can't even label it. It's ineffable. It's a place that you go when you die, if you have good karma. And to have good karma, you have to be a good meditator in this life, to see that your thoughts are just elusive clouds that disappear on their own. And there's no need for you to think about your thoughts as something that creates suffering in your life. So these pure lands I've been obsessed with for a long time since being introduced to psychedelics because at the deepest states of meditation using psychedelics, one can glimpse these pure lands. One can glimpse just a tiny portion of these pure lands, if not even a trillionth of a percent of what a pure land truly is. And when you are shown these pure lands, they're so... They're so confusing to the 3D mind. You cannot make sense of what you're seeing. You're seeing a landscape that is not lit by sunlight. It's like internally lit and all locations can be accessed from any point. It's like seeing... Uh, an Escher painting where it's like an optical illusion and you can see all of these strange angles of these lands that 
shouldn't be able to be seen in the 3D world, but in hyperspace, location and space are, are ineffable because you can't speak about it, because you cannot think about it. You're just being shown these amazing landscapes. You can't even call them landscapes because there's no land per se. They're just, they just are. It's just the way it is. And the more you talk about it, the more you destroy what it truly is. That's why one of my favorite quotes is, if you want to talk about what you've seen in hyperspace, just shut your mouth as tightly as you can because silence is the only thing that will ever come close to the gorgeous visions that you'll see on your psychedelic journeys. And I had a really amazing recent podcast with Float Universe. And he is one of the the craziest psychonauts that I've ever encountered because he is living he's living the life of somebody who has touched the transcendental object at the end of time. And he's encountered it in so many different ways. And for him to create memes and try to pull you into these impossible realms, it's just so... It's just so gratifying to meet other psychonauts who are trying to teach the eternal lessons that are taught in this impossible world that is known as hyperspace. So please go listen to that interview with Float Universe. And um, we have three or four interviews together. We are just simple psychonauts trying to teach others the wonders of the mind. And through our work, we've been censored so many times, but for some reason, we keep coming back. Either somebody in big tech is a true rebel of the Rebel Alliance, or it's just angelic presence. Who knows what it is, but it is time for all of us to come together and share all of the knowledge that we've gained in this spiritual journey that has lasted however long that you've been awakened. Some people have a date. Some people have a time period. Whatever the case is, you are here at this time for the greatest shift in consciousness And every time I talk about this, I must say that the entire solar system is shifting its vibration. It's shifting its consciousness because it's passing through a highly dense energetic portion of our galaxy. Everything is geometric. And the sacred geometry has points where energy is stronger than other points where all the lines of a triangle meet these energies will be stronger so as we pass through these energetic 
boundaries, these geometric boundaries of our galaxy and of our universe, these energies will naturally be more concentrated, which naturally raises the consciousness of all living beings. This is a written program in the universal design. It's designed to evolutionarily bump every every species, every thing that exists so that we don't just stay in one state of consciousness for trillions of years. Thankfully on Earth it's every 25,900 years at every precession of the equinox of our planet. We get a bump in consciousness. This bump is going from 3D to 4D. I like to say we're going from 3D to 5D because ultimately that is the goal. If you think about the elusive, illusory nature of time, it's so ungraspable, yet we try to quantize it by using clocks and mechanical, humanistic ways of putting time into this concrete object that we are so bound by, so financially bound by, it determines everything in our life. The Western society is so bound by time. We need to overcome these boundaries of slave chains to the human consciousness. And psychedelics is one way of breaking free from the ch chains of time, if only for a periodic brief moment in your existence. But by all means, please have this experience because you'll truly understand that death is is timeless you're dying now and you have been alive now you are dying and you're alive at the same time there's there's no way to to say whether you're dying or you're alive it's just language it's just an illusion of of a belief of what's happening in reality but truly nothing is happening yet everything is occurring in Dzogchen this is the belief nothing is happening yet everything is there everything is unborn but yet it exists to be unborn means it cannot die the truth of reality is that everything is unborn so nothing truly dies. When was the universe born? The word B-O-R-N is just a human invention. And if you go to the dictionary, you'll find a limited writing of what the word born means. But it's not something that's finite in a book. And it's not something infinite that cannot be talked about. It's something that is unborn. It's never existed. But here we are. But if we never existed, how can we die? Our consciousness never dies. The consciousness is unborn. The consciousness exists as pure awareness alone. Before you were a baby, before you were in your mother's womb, can you remember what it felt like? To exist? 
Do you envision blackness? Do you envision white light? Do you envision an impossible thought? This is also known as a Zen Koan. K-O-A-N. Zen Koan is something that's impossible to articulate. And you're left in this non-dual state of pondering. This non-dual pondering is the Buddha mind. Can you believe that? You can't believe it because it's not something that you think about. The point of Zen is not a point. If you truly understand the point of Dharma, you will realize that everything you need was already given to you at birth. Everything else in your life has just been a great distraction for you to return there. Dharma is sort of like a minimalism, a stripping away of all the maximal junk that you've acquired in your life, of what you believe is enlightenment, of what you believe is spiritualism, of what you believe you yourself truly are. Can you believe that what you truly are is not even true? It's just a bunch of mind thoughts that have been soaked into your brain since birth because of language. And if you're an English speaker, you're going to see this reality through the English language, which is very limited if you think about it. In Thailand, the Thai language is very fun. It's very playful. People laugh a lot. People smile a lot because of the, the tones that are used. And it's easy to make somebody laugh or it's easy to, to make jokes. It's easy to show respect in Thai using just sound of the words alone. In English, not so much. You have to portray respect by speaking eloquent words or using words that convey respect instead of using musical tones, intonations, like as a Thai language. I know there's other languages that do this. So your whole life has been this program of all of these vibrations and noises and, and, and fonts and writings, musical riffs, TV commercials. The human thinks life is a certain way, but at death, they're met with the ultimate truth of all time. And that truth is that there's only a mirror at death. And when you look into this mirror, whatever you think at that instant is going to carry on for a long time. So you better have a mind of peace right now. Because you never know when you're going to be faced with that mirror at the end of time. The mirror is always with you. It's our primordial awareness. And when you are in equanimity without judging or labeling, you are in the state of enlightenment, which is a state of no suffering. This state of no suffering is known as Buddha mind, it's known as enlightenment, is known as liberation. The supra-celestial body 
the light body, rainbow body. These are just ways of trying to describe this ineffable state of existence that I love to share on all of my memes and social media posts and the Great Awakening map. I just want everybody to know that these states of being, these rainbow bodies, these light bodies, these are all activated with the understanding of mind alone, meditation, compassion, peace, love, wisdom, awakening to the truth of who you are, to the truth of you are actually not even who you think you are. You are an ineffable, timeless, non-dual awareness. You are the moment of silence, the knowing of nowness, the present knowing awareness of here and now, the hereness of nowness, the ineffable, the greatest space of all spaces is not even a space, but it exists, unborn, timeless, unspeakable. To speak about it is to ruin it. So the best thing to do is to remain in silence. And that's where all truths are found. Just ask any spiritual master and just comb through any spiritual book. You will come to this truth, the greatest truth of all, found in silence. Become centered and the entire world revolves around you. Literally. Most people are caught on the merry-go-round. They're hanging on by the centrifugal force, ready to be thrown off into the abyss of death. But those who are able to remain in the center of the merry-go-round, as a child, I loved the merry-go-round because the force of gravity was so powerful, yet it was so invisible. It would throw you off, but you couldn't see it. I was so fascinated with the merry-go-round, and I was so fascinated that if you climbed and pulled your way to the center, you could remain there for the duration of the entire spinning of the merry-go-round, and you would not be thrown off. It was so fascinating, this powerful force. And it took me many years later to come to realize how to meditate in this way where you let things pass, you let thoughts pass, you let them spin around you, but you are centered. Your awareness is centered. Awareness is, awareness is perfect. It's pure. You can say that pureness is centeredness, or you can say pureness is the moment of nowness. Just talk to any Dzogchen Lama, they're going to speak in this way. It's really fascinating. Especially when you study the Tao Te Ching. Before I came to Dzogchen, I studied the Tao Te Ching. And I studied it by listening to it on YouTube for hours and hours and years and years. That is how to truly integrate the Tao into your consciousness. Listen to it in the car, listen to it when you walk, when you sleep, 
Stephen Mitchell is my favorite translation of the Tao Te Ching. I recommend everybody. If you haven't become a Dzogchen practitioner, the Tao Te Ching is a, an amazing friend for you to have on your spiritual journey. It's the gateway to all understanding. And without the Tao, I wouldn't have been able to even enter the gates of Dzogchen through my karma and through all of the different types of meditation techniques that the New Age world of spirituality can lead you. They were all helpful. There was no mistake on my path. Every meditation I, I learned, whether it was helpful or successful or whatever, they all led me to the non-dual teachings. The non-dual teachings of Dzogchen, of Mahamudra, Tao, Zen, the Ashtavakra Gita. These are some of my favorite teachings of the non-dual mind. And I truly believe that this entire world can be saved by understanding how to practice the most sacred of all meditations. The meditation that's known as the non-meditation. Because when you're meditating, you're doing something, you're trying, you're making effort. But awareness, primordial awareness does not involve effort. It's already present in the nowness, in the moment of here, the eternal moment of here. It's not something that you strive for with effort, with practice, with, with strive. It's not something that you have to work hard to attain. It's already here. You are awareness. You are awareness experiencing reality through a limited human body. The human body is just a filter. It's just a, a lens. It's like putting on a pair of Ray-Bans and everything in, in your world turns a lighter shade of blue or a lighter shade of amber. Awareness is primordial because before you were born into a human body, you were existing as awareness alone. Awareness is just a knowingness, a knowingness of this here and now present moment. And in every moment of silence that you get, you will be met with the mirror of your thoughts. And then you will be met with the mirror of everything that you see visually or that you feel with your sensory, with your sensory input. The brain computing all of these sensory inputs. Everything in front of you, everything you feel, that you think inner world and outer world, your inner thinking and your exterior world, these are all one taste. It's your mind that separates them into me, my body, and then the world and the actions that take place in the world. Your mind separates reality into different layers. But the truth is, 
There's just one taste. And when you begin to see the world as one taste, suffering ends. Because everything in the present moment of awareness is pure. It's pure by innate nature. Primordially pure means it's always been this way. So every moment of awareness that you can remember to practice having, to remain in, you are literally ending all of your suffering for yourself and all beings. When one person becomes enlightened, every being in the whole universe becomes more enlightened. Every moment that you remain in equanimous awareness, in the present of nowness, you are enlightened and every other being in the world becomes enlightened. If you can stay in this state of non-dual awareness, you are a Buddha. If you do not remain in this state of non-dual awareness, you are an ordinary sentient being wandering through samsara. And that is everybody right now listening to this podcast. We are all beings wandering through samsara. Because if we weren't, believe me, we would not be here listening to a podcast. We would be in the pure lands, helping all beings in all dimensions throughout all eternity. Because when you are a Buddha, when you are an awakened being, you can affect every single being in all creation. Until that time, we must awaken to our true nature. Each and every moment, we must continuously know and continuously manifest that our world is becoming a better place for all beings because truth is coming to light. The evils are being exposed in all aspects of society. And when these evils and when these evil people are taken away or when they're transformed or when their consciousness rises so high that they become loving people, I truly believe that the rise in consciousness of our entire solar system will result in the heart's opening of all beings, even the most evil of all reptilians and greys and whatever ETs that do harm to humans, even the most evil of all evils, I believe they can all have an opening of heart because where else would this universe want to go if not in this direction and not now? So with the teachings of spiritual awakening and ascension knowledge and whatever you want to label it, we all know consciousness expands. It's expanding at an exponential rate right now on our planet due to various sacred geometrical patterns of our galaxy and universe. Eventually our consciousness will come to a tipping point where we are all faced with the choice of love or fear. And I believe that we've already passed this tipping point for many, many people. So those who are here in love, 
and peace, we will continue on the path of the new earth. As the old earth falls away and separates from us, we will see the kicking and screaming of this old world being left behind. And we must remember to always hold true to our inner peace no matter what occurs around us at all times. The greatest spiritual message and teaching is to always hold your peace no matter what happens around you, no matter what happens to you, no matter how evil the people are around you. Always hold your peace because you are the beacon of light for them. And I'm just a simple messenger trying to get the same message out that countless other beings have been teaching since eternal time. I'm just one simple messenger. And I'm just one simple messenger living in peace when others try to say that I am promoting violence or spreading hate. You guys know that it's all untrue. It's just a coping mechanism for those beings who don't want to change. And unfortunately, a lot of these beings are still in power and they want to hold on to this power and take other people down with them. But it's not our choice, it's Mother Earth. She's saying goodbye to these people, the evil ones that cannot change their hearts in time for the Great Awakening. So in this final little message of mine, I hope that everybody sees the truth of what I share across all my social media. I hope that you guys know that I'm here to spread peace and only love. And I hope that everybody in this world awakens quick enough to the true dharma of mind, the true dharma of meditation, and the true dharma of enlightenment. Enlightenment is the ultimate spiritual goal for all of us on this journey to the top of the mountain that we're all trying to climb from different paths and different sides and different heights. But at the top of this mountain, no matter how many people struggle to reach the top, the same view is shared by all beings. The same view from the peak of this mountain will always be the same, no matter what path you take to the top. And this view is known as liberation. Liberation from having to be reborn against your will lifetime after lifetime of ignorance. It's simple dharma. It's simple awareness. An awareness that there is no fear, there is only pureness and love. And with this fourth podcast, I hope that I finally release it at the right time for my audience. And I hope that all the censorship of all my work comes to an end because people really want to hear the message of true liberation from fear. And the only way I know is to share it through these means of social media. So I thank everybody for joining me it's been a very long time since my last podcast. Please spread 
this as far and wide as you can. Please follow me on Instagram, 5D Awakening Consciousness. Please visit my censored website, greatawakeningmap.co or arthouse5d.co. Please support my work. And I will be back as soon as I can to share the greatest awakening of this entire civilization. Thank you so much. Peace and infinite blessings to all.